Welcome back to another episode. In the last episode, our adventurers were in the middle of combat with the rats. Eventually, succumbing to its uh, inevitable sword-removing uh, weakness that they didn't figure out for some time, the skeletal rat thingy was defeated. Uh, after the fight was done, the adventurers then realized that they were being watched by a shadowy figure in the treetops that Navarth failed to shoot at and, and disappeared. Find out exactly what happens on today's episode of Dingoes and Dimwits. Time to insight check. You guys oh. are now collecting yourself and trying to work out basically what were you thinking about. You've rolled an insight check to kind of figure out what you think you know. You actually haven't heard this name before. Mm -hmm. uh, you being primarily not from this region, it's not something that you've come across. So it's a bit out of left field for you, but you've heard rumors and stories, I guess, of larger creatures that have roamed around, but nothing that you really know. Seems like the the frogs might actually know more about it. So just ask the frogs. Yeah. Can I ask them, Navar? Yo, Fwed. What the fuck was that thing? Ah, uh, it might still be around, but that is a weaver. Right. And what is a weaver? Weaver. A reaver. Yeah. I like weaver better. Well, it is a dark creature that. Hmm. He stops for a second and kind of thinks to himself. He then looks at the giant toad and just goes, blah, 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 blah. Uh, the big toad just responds with, blah, puts his finger up like one moment. And then you just hear, <laughs> and then a like vomit comes up from out of the mouth of the large toad. And you just see like junk pieces of scrap and, and whatnot just tumble onto the ground. And then there's just like, like a metal box about the size of a soccer ball. Uh, just comes out. It's covered in goop and whatnot. Fred just walks over to it, picks up the, the box, shakes all the goop off of it, comes and then sits down uh, on, on a log just in front. You see him grab a hold of two sides of the box. It is bronze looking with like a lot of ornate looking symbols on it. Uh, nothing that you can really recognize from looking at it just front on, but it's got two handles on the side and uh, at the back there's like a hole. So Fred's just going to pull either side, the handles themselves extend, the box then slightly opens, and at the other side where it was flush before, now opens up to a spiral-like opening to an, just a hole that's devoid of any light that you can see from there. Fred's just going to go for about a good 30 seconds. And you're just staring at him as he just talks at this opening he then stops once he's done and then on the top there's like a small indentation that you can see with his finger just clicks it and then sets it down on the log next to him and then you just hear in dwarvish all of those that can speak dwarvish so not ugor i can't speak it not navarth falas and baral can hear in dwarvish very clearly as well you just hear come out a reaver is a dark creature that finds itself in the void, usually summoned around dark spirits, finds itself attracted to one particular target that the dark master tells it to follow. Eventually, the reaver will attempt to consume the target, but only as the master says. Reavers quite often hide in the dark and are very undetectable. The fact that that one was available for you to see and notice means that it wanted you to see it. At a moment's notice, it could swiftly swipe down even the strongest of any adventurer. 
Thanks, Dwarvish Box of Information, Encyclopedia Dramatica. What did it say? I can't really uh, understand. So pretty much a Reva is a dark spirit from the void mm-hmm. that manifests itself at a target set by the Dark One. Right. Which cannot be seen uh, except for extreme circumstances, such as the one we just came through. And... Uh, it's chasing someone, and uh, we're kind of fucked. Right. I think it wants Clarky. Uh, you better fucking not. Clarky died, went to the afterlife. The, the Reaver was there waiting for him in the darkness, but then you brought him back to light, and so now he's, like, wanting to take Clarky back to the dark side. So because, like, the interactions that you guys have had with, the, like, the Blue Wogs and everything like that, you haven't actually noticed anything. You guys are just collectively talking about this amongst yourselves. Clarky, Falas, you've all moved over. You're all like standing together as a group around the carcass of the dead Skaven and as well as the large toad. And Fred just goes, Who's Clarky? Don't you worry, mate. He's your best mate. Clarky just is like pointing at himself. And then you say that and he just like puts his hands down by his side, looks around a little bit, like as to like, who knows? He's, he's one sassy chicken. Clarky is a very special companion to this group. Friend to all of us, I swear. Clarky then uh, looks at everyone and then stops at Navarth and just shrugs. I, I tap my shoulder where my bow is. Just uh, give him a cheeky little wink at the same time. Clarky reaches towards his back and winks at you as well. Mm, kind of want to play this game. I will shoot. I will shoot Clarky. Good thing I can like stand next to Navarth just to grab him by the collar like a two-year-old. Do I have a clear sight? Uh, Falas is right next to him, so you would be like. As you take aim, I shoulder charge you. Ugor <laughs> is what's going on and just decides to shoulder charge. <laughs> oh, none of that. I'm just gonna rest like a hand around the back of your collar, just just to remind you. But Burrell, it's okay. It's all right. Don't worry. We 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 understand each other now. He knows that I have the capacity to kill him, and he's obviously got a tool bag of tricks to probably deflect arrows now because he's he's a bit wiser to the situation. Yeah, as you just see that, Clarky's just pulled out a piece of pen and paper and is just writing something down and looking at you. You don't know what's going on. He's either writing or drawing something. You really can't tell. Interesting. I'm going to just keep my hand on that collar there. Yeah. So as this is all going on, uh, the like Bullywog Fred um, with his tie, which by the way, as you guys haven't noticed before, when he came over with the six heads, he set the heads down. His tie is covered in blood. What was a pink tie is now like a more crimson looking tie. This thing, this thing kills a, a lot, clearly. You know, he's just looking at you guys with a big grin on his face. Well, did you want to go rest in our cabin? Yeah, that'd probably be very wise. Yes. So you guys collect yourselves up and start moving back. As you guys are walking back to where you were, which is only about like maybe 60 odd feet away, you guys notice that there isn't really a cabin around. Um, Fred just goes, uh, it's not a cabin, but the big toad uh, lives in the tree. We have human beds in there as well. We like to sleep in the water. It's calm. The last person to sleep in water didn't end too well. <laughs> he, he was he almost drowned. We're looking at you, Ugo. I see that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would like to take a steadfast pace towards the beds to sleep. Yeah, I'm going to take a short rest uh, in those beds. I'm going to take a fucking long rest. I need to shit first. <laughs> I'm a shit in this water. We have a hole for that. He directs you down around to like a like a hole that leads onto like a ledge that goes off onto a cliff. You look down off the cliff. In where the cliff is, you can just see about twenty feet down 
a pile of shit probably about 20 feet high. Yeah. These things must like crap, let it flow down, and it's just piled up. The two mo- two months worth of turds are just sitting there. We So it's late afternoon by this point. You guys have kind of settled in. Um, we have some roasted rabbit. Ooh, and he just right. shows you this very slimy, like mucked up green looking meat. I'm good. Uh, and he's like, would you like that? No. Yes. I'm quite all right. Thank you. I'll have one. Ugo, please make me a uh, constitution saving throw. Fuck's sake. Who's going to see if the food goes down all right? Oh. <laughs> I'll take a bite as well. All right. So Ugo got a three. I hope I get superpowers. <laughs> 16. Oh, we, don't, we don't turn into frogs. <laughs> It, it, it goes down all right. It doesn't feel... It just tastes very weird. Um, the both of you just taste it very weird. It doesn't really upset your stomach that you can notice. But, um, yeah, you guys all settle in for the night, um, talk to the frogs. They kind of have... You know, they tell you about all their stories about the fact that um, it used to be just another forest and the rats were always, like, at their side and they were bickering and whatnot and there was always issues. The the rats were always spreading lies. The frogs were always stealing the supplies that the, the rats had and then selling them. That That's what they were doing. Um, beyond on that, there wasn't really any illegal doings that the uh, the frogs had ever, or the bullywogs had ever really done. What happened to the uh, other two, um, Toby and his missus, presumably, that were tied up? You, they're, they're still tied up. You guys haven't done anything about them. Yeah, because I just remembered that then, like, we seen them tied up in the background. Yeah, the reaver kind of distracted your attention. Should we go and untie them before we go to sleep? Yeah, they've been tied up for, like... Yes. About an hour. I already so fell asleep, so you guys can go. Right. I, I feel like me and Phyllis, because we don't actually sleep being elves. Yeah, and I don't feel so good after eating that rabbit. <laughs> as much as we trust them because they just help us take down the rats, we should probably keep an eye in the, in the sense of things because we are surrounded by potential threats, all things considered. Are you going to do anything about Toby and his wife? Yeah, yeah, I'm sleeping with one eye open. One and then Falas mentions about <laughs> one eye. <laughs> helicopter, helicopter. Basically, I feel like as we're as I'm about to doze off, fucking Falas goes, whatever happened to Doby? And then like I kind of spring out of my sleep like, oh, fuck, they're still tied up. <laughs> Clarky's just like wakes up groggy, just. Rubs at his eyes and because he's sleeping like curled up next to Ugor, just sees all this commotion happening and just goes, eh, and just curls up again. Toby was the bookkeeper as well, so he might know where like stashes and shit are if we go to Org's farm. Falas, should, should, shall we go and untie Toby? I, I imagine he's probably quite uncomfortable it's, now. It's been a couple of hours now. You come out, you then see like Toby and um, his wife just covered in like flies and mosquitoes, and he's just like, <laughs> he's gagged as well. You can't, you can't like, he can't I speak. I take the uh, gag out of his mouth. Why the fuck did you just walk away? Ah, <laughs> uh, look, listen, a uh, bit preoccupied. Uh, we saw you tied up, and then this mystical like shadow creature appeared. I kind of shot at it, and 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 yeah, I got a bit sidetracked by trying to work out what the shadow creature was and um yeah no excuse it's pretty piss poor on my behalf probably walked past you a couple times uh i had to go pick up my arrow too so what an um, yeah look, this is probably just <laughs> prob- probably just probably just my bad <laughs> probably just my bad <laughs> sounds um, very sincere <laughs> i i am covered in mosquito bites so is my wife Get us the fuck out of this rope. Yeah, yeah, fair call. Um, I, I proceed to cut the rope away. <laughs> OK, 
gets off. He helps his wife, and he's just like, "I'm glad that I backed you guys, but I'm not happy." Toby, look, listen, uh, completely my mistake. Uh, yeah, sorry. My Are these bad. frogs gonna try and kill us? Because they've been staring at us for a while. Look, Toby, they they won't they won't kill you. We obviously helped them take down the rats. You guys are clearly still alive and were tied up, so they're going to kind of assume that the rats tied you up for some reason. Um, and we'll introduce you to our contact, Fred. He's he's great. <laughs> I feel like you're talking to me in a manner that uh, doesn't really give clear vibes that he's great. Um, hard to understand. So he is great. He's just hard to understand. Ah. Well, I guess we should meet them. Yeah, I'll, I'll introduce you to the King Toad too. He's great. He speaks like fuck all English. He goes, blah, blah, blah. it's great. Fred understands him though. We speak common. <laughs> you speak common, uh, not English. Sorry, speaks common. <laughs> As you say that, like the white white bits, uh, you just hear a, like uh, a bullywog in the distance go, "What did you say about my mother?" Is that Ezekiel? I said, whoever threw that arrow, your mom's a hoe. Your mom's a hoe. <laughs> you see that fire over there? I fucked your mother next door. So, so I, I then take Toby and his wife to go, well, with Falas, of course, <laughs> to to meet uh, Fwed. Fwed's just sitting there, like, munching away at this, like, rabbit that you guys didn't eat. And he's just, like, scoffing it, just completely consuming several of them. As you haven't really thought about this before, and you're now taking in the information, looking around, like, Fwed. He doesn't really look any different to a lot of the other bullywogs, but now when you notice it, all the other ones kind of had like armor and like leather and, and stuff on it. You notice that Fwed didn't actually really have much. He really just had like his tie and whatnot. And everyone's pretty jacked, but Fwed looks a little bit bigger than everyone else. You didn't really notice it before, but he just like that slight bit bigger than everyone else. And out of everyone else, he has the most amount of food. So it looks like clearly what he did today was a proving fact that maybe he should eat more than everyone else. Hey, Fwed, uh, this is our friend Toby. He's a nice rat. He warned us about the attack, which is how we knew he was coming in time. Ah, good man. Good man. Uh, pleasure to meet you. I'm Fred. I killed a bunch of rats today. If you're going to be good, great. If you're not, I'll cut your head off and feed it to the rabbit, cook the rabbit, and then eat it. He says that all with like a grin on his face. Interesting. So, Toby, would you like one of these delectable rabbits that they've cooked up? You see Toby very quickly just go, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Just very much like Toby is a little bit intimidated by what it was just said to him in a threatening manner, especially because his wife is like clutching onto his arm. She hasn't said a word. Uh, Fred, um, I can't help but notice that uh, you seem to be just a teeny bit bigger than all the other bollywogs. Of course, not as big as Big Frogman. What the fuck's up with that? Um, Well, when we go on hunt, I am the leader of the pack. Big Toad, he's our like main leader. Told us where to go, what to do. But as a whole, I pretty much run the general thing. Right. So you're kind of like the day-to-day leader. Pretty much. Interesting. So you're the prime minister. I don't know what that is. I wish I didn't either. Hey, Mr. Prime Minister. <laughs> Google says that in his sleep. <laughs> Andy! <laughs> Clarky, like, elbows you in the gut to shut the fuck up. I'm trying to sleep here. <laughs> He's like, I'm trying to sleep. He just gets comfortable again. 
These guys are sleeping on like little like uh, hammocky kind of beds that are like hung, not like any comfortable bedding, but it's just like hung off, off the walls. It's it made so they clearly like want to have visitors, but not necessarily like they've had some before. Well, that's that's very interesting that you're the main leader of all the, the hunts. You, you've obviously proven yourself considering you can take down six of the, the rats with ease. With all that being said, do you mind if Toby and his wife join us in the tree to get some rest? Before you do, he then leans forward and, like, grasps at his chin. And he just looks at uh, Toby and goes, I've seen you before. You're the bookkeeper. You're good with money? Toby just, like, nods in agreement. Good. We would like to have someone come on and help us with money because we have none. So, (laughs) in order to do so, would you like a job? Toby's then very quickly in reaction, just very hesitant of, like, he just threatened me. He's very taken back by this. And Toby just goes, I I will think about it. Thank you. Good. Good. He then just like rubs his hands together, gets up, stretches, and then goes, well, time to hit the old muddy trail. Have a good sleep. Oh, by the way, the big guy, he snores. Good night. Oh, great. And basically like the inside of the tree is hollowed out in the center is now lying on his back, the toad. And you can just hear the largest rumble of like... That's me. <laughs> I've already been asleep for hours. It's me snoring. <laughs> Dogs. I lead Toby and his wife uh, into the tree and oh, point out some oh, beds for him. Alien, stop. I, I asked for last to come as well. What the hell? Right. Hey. <laughs> you guys, uh, like, you all rest up for the night, so everyone take a long rest. All right, so then morning comes. Like, you guys don't really sleep, like, too well. Um, No real dreams happen for most of you. It's kind of just very peaceful. You're awoken to, like, the sound of, like, water flowing, the morning dew is in the air, fresh smelling. The uh, the large toad has kind of gone to a... The, like, air is very heavy and muggy, but it's also very calming. There's a few sounds of bugs flying around uh, beyond that. There's, yeah, it's quite peaceful. You guys start to like coo and awake. Parky like stretches and then hops off the uh, like hammock thing, wanders down, uh, jumps up over the toad and then just walks out to the entrance way, gets ready for the day, <sighs> cracks his neck and is just ready to go and then turns around to, to wait for you guys to get out of bed. As you guys are kind of like starting to like slightly wake up, Clarky's like looking around. He's waiting for you guys to get up, getting a little bit impatient. He then pulls out. A horn. <laughs> Very loudly. Oh, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. Oh, Jesus Christ. Everyone Clark. in the area, even the bullywogs are like, uh, and you just hear the toad just like, no school. <laughs> and just rolls over onto his side. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys uh, wake up and it's ready to go. Fred greets you in the morning. He's just in the water, just doing push-ups. In and out of the water, splashing, getting ready. He then gets up and is like, Good morning. Good morning, Fred. How are you? How did you sleep? Great. I had a great dream about bathing in fog pussy. Hell yeah, my guy. Whoa. Put it in. His high fives. <laughs> Put it in, my guy. Give me that high five. God damn. That sounds very energetic. My three wives will be very happy tomorrow. <laughs> my guy. They're off gathering berries. All the women go away for a few days and they come back. That's why it's all men. I see. So normally there are women. Yeah. 
Two of them are pregnant, so it's great. We're going to have like 18 children. I'm so looking forward to it. Sounds like a lot of screaming. No, we, we bully bogs don't actually scream as children. We come out of the womb ready to hunt. Well then. Pumping our laborers, mate. You may as well just create a workforce. It's what we plan to do, actually. Anyway. So I would like to like turn away from this conversation to Toby and ask him if he knows where our money is. <laughs> He's like, do you want the good news or the bad news? Go with the bad news first, because then we can always be happy after, right? Uh, Dickie McDickface didn't actually have that kind of money that he promised. What he did have, though, as much. is about 50 gold. In the event that he didn't come back, he put it all into a pot- potted cauldron to melt into solid liquid gold, which is probably still sitting on the fire as we speak. And so what is that worth in the grand scheme of things? I don't know, but it's definitely not 50 gold. It's not minted, so it's just going to be liquid gold unless it's solidified and the fire ran out, and which is just going to be a lump of gold. Hmm. Lumber gold's surely going to be worth something, right? Lumber gold's also very heavy. Oh, what a fucking useless old skaven cunt. Oh, You can carry it. I'm already carrying this fucking 40-pound sword. Nah, fuck this. Fucking Clark, you can carry it. Fucking Saitama-looking motherfucker. Clark, he just looks at you and just goes, he pulls out, like, a table and chair and, like, sits down then pulls out, like, a bib and then looks towards Ugor and just goes, he's like, he wants some feed. He wants his breakfast. <laughs> Sure, you go, Clarky. You have, like, feed in the side of your hip belt. Like, you just put it on the table that he's just pulled out, and he's just, like, fucking thrashing at it. So is the good news that he did have some money then, or is there other good news that we should know? Well, the good news is that the fla- farm-plotted land is probably worth about 400 gold, uh, considering the amount of space it occupies, as it was a farm previously. So if you were to sell that... But you mentioned that you know who the previous owner was, so I don't know if you can sell it. Yeah, we can't exactly sell land that's not ours. I don't think that's really how it works. Also, do you have any information of the previous owner's family members or anything that you weren't willing to share beforehand? Originally, when we arrived, it was abandoned. I don't know anything about it. It was all abandoned? It was, yeah, there was nothing there. Should we head over there? Yeah, we can head back. Uh, The rats that fled from here either went back there so be ready for a fight, or they uh, they just left. I'm ready for a fight, so let's go fucking kill the remaining of those little bastards. We'll take Fwed with us if Fwed is willing to, to come along and help us kill remainder of the of the rats. You see Fred just, like, lift up a log and then go, kill, he just tears the log in half. <laughs> All right, Fwed, we are heading over to a farm to kill remaining rats. Would you like to take part in that journey? He's just holding the two halves of the log and just goes, kill. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's go. <laughs> um, all right, so you guys collect yourselves. And to- Toby stops you guys. Look, I would recommend that you go without us because we would be targets. I would like to speak to maybe a few of the others that are here. If I'm going to be safe, I need to know that there's somewhere I can go. So... Either I would travel somewhere else or I'd have to go to somewhere that's going to be able to take me freely with me and my wife. Toby, you have done enough. You do what you feel you need to. I'm not going to drag you anywhere further because I left you tied up a little bit longer than I could have. Sorry about that. Yeah. Any information on traps or anything at the farm? No traps, no. There were nothing at all. Like most of the places ransacked and the only thing we had was like scraps and food that we 
got given by the, the leader. The only thing of significance that we really had in the area was the fact that that large statue at the front, I guess, something unusual that you wouldn't see, that, that's the only thing I can really say of significance and that lump of gold. Right. Beautiful. Let's, let's move. As you guys kind of take a couple steps forward, especially you, or you, like your stomach starts to like rumble a little and then like you feel like really shit for a moment. Yeah, it feels so good. Clarky does the same because Clarky also ate last night with you. And then, like, I just you just let wind out and you just fart, and then you just suddenly like, oh my god, woo! I feel really good. I oh, feel yeah. like I feel really, really good. Ooh, baby. Ugo and Clarky, uh, please add two temporary hit points Ooh. that you have now gained from eating a what about me? Well, well prepared food. Uh, Burrell, you also, uh, you also eat it. Motherfuckers! What'd you get for not trusting the food, my guy? Well, look, listen, I'd still rather have zero than uh, the potential downfall. Yeah. So so temporary hit points, how that works is when you take damage, it burns through that first, then your uh, normal hit points. Oh, it's like an overshield. Pretty much. Do those temporary hit points ever deplete other than if taking damage? Depends on what it is. You wouldn't necessarily know, but the amount of food that... Um, Fred was eating like he it looks like he's fucking ready to go it could last a while it could last a day depends yeah cool let's let's get a move on we have to go pick up our horses as well all right so you guys head off uh, you leave the the area with Fred uh, Toby stays behind you travel you know for a, a couple of hours get back towards the actual tavern itself the innkeeper is just like wiping down the bench and, and whatnot he's not really doing too much and sees you guys walk in the door and goes ah well we had a bit of an issue last night. I, well, well, yesterday, sorry. A um, couple of people got killed on the main road. I don't know if that was to do with you guys. Uh, we saw a bunch of rats run past. Right. Well, we did get the rats. But we killed you know. a lot of rats. Okay. And I see you're, there is a frog with you. Why is there a frog with you? Don't worry about the frog. That's Fwed. Fwed just goes, hello. Uh, matter of fact, uh, they're being framed. Turns out we went to go like suss out these frogs. Turns out the rats were just being rats. Who would have fucking guessed rats being rats? Right, right. Uh, and uh, turns out they're actually fine. They don't do drugs. They don't deal with drugs. They actually don't do hit and runs. Hence why you see rats on the motorway, you know, diamond cunts. They, they definitely don't do drugs. I can confirm I in thoroughly <laughs> investigated they, they them on drugs. They do eat hearty meals. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> my goodness, mate, I have never farted so hard in my life. <laughs> they, they, they cook a fucking mean rabbit. <laughs> so what does the innkeeper say back to us after being told that Fwed's actually a, a fucking lit bodybuilder? Right. Um, I'm going to need a little bit more convincing than just like, I mean, it's not that you guys are untrustworthy. It's just like there was a lot of people saying that. Fwed. Hit some push-ups, my boy. Uh, Fred just like pushes past, like hops up onto the countertop and then just pulls out a dagger and stabs it straight into the countertop. Listen, oh, okay. I... <laughs> I thought he stabbed the fucking... <laughs> the innkeeper. <laughs> I was like, holy fucking shit. Man. Oh, you had me going. Listen, we are available for hire. And he just passes him a parchment. He's like, we will do many, many good things in terms of helping the people around. We are good builders, we are good killers, and we also like to make food. Me doing this stab on the sword thing, I, I, I show you that I mean business. He just smiles at the innkeeper who's just like kind of very mortified by what's just happened. Just like, ah, uh, okay. You know what? 
My bad. Maybe I didn't have the right information. That's on me. How about a drink? You fucking betcha. I could go a fucking oh, pipe. Let me sink a schooner right It's now. about 10 in the morning. VB at 7 a.m. in the fucking morning. Get it's it in It's 5 o'clock here. somewhere. Get us now. He just starts pouring ales for everyone. Uh, Clarky looks at him, uh, hops up onto the countertop, passes him a piece of paper. The innkeeper reads it and then looks at Clarky, looks back at the paper and then just goes, okay. He pulls out like a fresh lemon and orange, sets them down on the countertop and then just gets like a small little pinch of salt and puts it on top. You then just see Clarky pull out like a sheet of paper puts it over the top of it, sweeps it up into the sheet of paper and then crunches it up into a ball, shoves it into his back, wiggles his tail around and then just pulls out a glass that's of like an orange liquid inside of it. Man's making margaritas. Fanta. A lemon orange juice. Very tastes like shit if it's got salt on it. Gee. Mm. <laughs> salt on the rim, champion. What are you, rookie? He's a chicken. What, what do you want from him? I don't know. He's a chicken that's making drinks in his ass. Yeah, so you guys kind of like... Have yourself a drink and then go back to the horses and, and hop on your way. I would like to do an animal handling on Ace of Spades. I rolled a 10. I'm going to do an animal handling. I, I, hey, buddy. How you doing? I hope you're keeping well. Hope you didn't miss me. It's a one. I go up to it and I, I do the same thing I did when I first got him and I go straight over the top. It's great. It just kind of looks and goes, <laughs> you bitch. Ugor got a five. Uh, Ugor, you approach your horse. And Fruity, who's like a bit more moody and annoyed with you that you've left it all night and just like flicks its hair away from you. I'm sorry, baby. I still live. 19. Falas, the only one out of everyone that actually, <laughs> you know, has a decent relationship with his horse, just walks up, pats it and just hops on nicely. My animal handling is just purely just for me to continue to grow a bond with my horse. The animal handling is to make sure you continue mounting your horse and not the other way around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get with a dragon, that horse wants to get with you. Mm, that, you're 10 before. It, like it, the horse just like just laughed as you tried to like get on. You weren't really like comfortable with it, and the horse is just like laughing at you the entire time. <laughs> I go, sorry, boy. It's been been a couple of days since I've ridden you. Uh, Literally right. yesterday. Um, you like you said goodbye to him. Yeah. So you guys get back on. Clarky rolled a nat twenty. Clarky just walks up to Dave, clicks his fingers at it, um, and then just hops on. And then Fred's like, so who am I titting with? I feel like he could probably fit on with Clarky and Davy. Like, they're both small creatures, aren't they? Well, I may be smaller, but I weigh 110 kilos. Right. I feel like it is probably the best choice, considering we have discerned that it is in the best position. It being the younger sister of Black Betty, it is definitely the strongest looking of the horses, considering its sister is a, like, racehorse, uh, and, like, it's a thoroughbred built horse. It's... Probably the strongest of the of your horses there. So, yep, it seems fine with having another passenger on it. Um, it's a little bit, like, taken back by the weight at first and then just, like, shakes it off. And you guys head on your way back towards the farm. And within, you know, a little bit of time, you are now arrive back at Og's farm. As you kind of creep up, you don't go, like, with much speed into the, uh, like, the area there. And you don't really hear any noise. Nothing that you can really pick up immediately. You guys, like, saddle up your horses just out the front, and Fred j- jumps down first and is like, Well, if there are any rats here, I will be very, very happy to kill them. If not, then what I might do is I might see about 
making sure they don't have any drugs and dispose of it. Right. Okay. I would like to investigate the hole in the back end. You're going to walk around to the back. So there is there is behind the area, there's just like a very dug out hole. I would like to go and investigate it. Yes. Oh, we're doing investigation checks. I love those. I'm doing investigation check and I'm going to roll a 12, 7 plus yeah, 5. Yeah, I'll do an investigation check too, you know? Cause like, I'm yeah. not going to bother. Yeah. You both two of you work over. I not one. I don't even got my glasses on. <laughs> you, you look at the hole and you have like vision gets well, all you'll blurry. You'll fucking roll it exceptionally well. Your vision gets all blurry for a moment. And you just like shake your eyes and you're just like, oh, maybe that pint wasn't a good idea. Ugh. Oh, that pint was the best idea. <laughs> Vision's a little bit too much. So you, you have dark vision, so you can see into the entranceway of the, like the cave and like about 60 feet in. As you're looking through, you kind of see that the hole kind of goes for a, a ways away. Um, and Fred just walks up and goes, Ah, they must have dug this from their old home. And there's some fresh tacks, too. So they must have ran back to their old home. Good. That's what we want. Well, their old home, like our old home, is probably about a couple of days walk. Well, maybe we should try and go and find this now solid gold. They said it was on a fire inside the main house. Or- it was inside the main house. You kind of all like collect yourselves and then go into like the main house. Yeah, you can see a cauldron at the back with back with like a snuffed out fire. You can pretty much ascertain that's where the gold must have been thrown into the pot. I would like to grab the pot out. All right, you go up and touch the cold, uh, like the pot itself. Uh, it's it's cold to the touch. You can see like some shiny reflective thing down the bottom of it. Are you going to try and bring it out? Yes. Make me a strength check. I rolled a seven. Ugo, I need a hand here. I think this might be the gold in the fire. I'm going to do it. Can I jump in and help him seeing as I've been chasing him around? Uh, if you do that, then just, Ugo, make a uh, make a strength check, but just with advantage, seeing as the fact that um, Boral's assisting you with, like, moving it. So, yeah, so nat 20, even with the assistance of Boral, like, you both have, like, grab it and you lift it up with, like, little to no effort, uh, to be honest. It is heavy, though, lifting at it, and you kind of, like, set the pot pot down and you can see under the lights because someone left the lights on for last day and they're all like oil lights as well so it's been burning this entire time that yeah and it's it's like melted uh gold that's just sitting at the bottom of this pot oh fuck our lives do we really need it <laughs> yeah no one else is gonna grab it so i was thinking like how where are we posi- like how far are we from sledge Half, half day by normal means, like with the horses and everything like that, you probably, if you left here soonish, you'd get back to Sledge within like probably early afternoon. I say we take this pot of gold and take it back to the king, tell him that we killed the rats that were occupying the area. The land is now vacant. There's not much happening here and he should look at selling it and putting the proceeds on to something. Well, what I was going to say is should we like sort of look after it and turn it into like our own? You trying to, you trying to ask me to settle down? <laughs> Move in already. <laughs> yeah, no, but you know what I mean? Like somewhere for us to come back to, somewhere to keep all of our stuff. There's like a forge outside, like we've got our own- We could probably, I I guess it it would be a good place to settle down, but I mean- It'd be a good place to keep all of our stuff, like keep our storage. If if we're going to, if we're going to have a place that we call a home base, we should probably have a team name. Well, mm, you could you could probably think, think and discuss that amongst yourself. I I, I just want to throw this out here, like I've been putting a bit of thought into because we've been we've been questing for a while now. And how would you guys feel if we named it Navarth and his bitches? 
I honestly think... Since when on God's green earth were you the leader of this group? Intimidation <laughs> 18. <laughs> Can we light the fire again and throw this little cunt in? All right, all right, all right. Surely we should dedicate it to Og or something. I got a 14. I got a 14. Oh, and I come out on top. Damn, I yell at Navarth just a little bit to... I feel like I may not be the leader, so to speak. I don't think we really have a leader, but I do a lot of the talking. Not by choice. So, anyway. As you guys are doing this, uh, like, Fred's just looking around and he's like, I found some drugs. And he just, like, picks up and starts collecting all the drugs within the house. All right, Fred. Yes. Yes, Burrell. In the fire. Uh, Yes, that's what I was going to do. Good. Does anyone have a match? Yes, I think I do. Throw it in, bro. Are we able to find something that might resemble this being Og's place to be able to take that back to Killsbane? Yeah, you can do an investigation check to see if there's anything of his belongings that you... Yeah, like a photo, family photo or something. Is there a mantelpiece? I rolled a 19 investigation. What is there, Death? 21 and a 19, it's very good. Um, so you're going to look around. A lot of the place has been torn up. If there was really anything that would stand out as, like... Uh, a signifier it might have been damaged at this point but for last you got a 21 you you kind of look a little bit harder and like a little under things Burrell, you find some some old parchment paperwork like addressed to og uh it's torn up paper but it still has his name on it uh one one from Killsbane to him like just basically asking him how he's going yoink the paper's a bit torn to pieces but you can make it's still legible you take that ledger to sledge uh, for last you kind of you kind of push around and and look in some of the old bookcases and it's kind of broken up, but you find like an old book that's just called Methods on Keeping a Happy Life. And you, you kind of flick through the book and at the very end of it, you just see an old like sigil, like a very old worn sigil of a bear paw with the letter T engraved into the middle of it. So it's, it's, it's like a, it's a leather patch. Um, that looks like it's been removed from some form of clothing probably quite a long time ago. But yeah, it's, you cl- very clearly see a bear paw with a T. Okay. We forgetting that uh, we were going to discuss the name of our team or? <laughs> yeah, we did forget that. Do you have any other? I know, I know Navarth, Navarth and his bitches was a bit of an obscure idea. I get it. I know. But do you, does anyone else have any grand ideas? You just see Clarky waving his hand in the air. He then pulls out a piece of paper and then writes down. It just says the fuck sticks. The what? The fuck sticks. The fuck sticks. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. And like then he, that. he gets you another piece of paper and just writes down and went. Oh, sorry. I thought we were renaming the bar. Ah, yeah. No, you're stupid. <laughs> good call. Good call. Like it. Like the way you think. <laughs> like the way you think. I feel. I feel like as the leader, it it would only make sense that either Navarth or Soulstring be somewhere in the name because you know just feels. Right to me. Yeah, well, nobody cares about what you think. Uh, Brow, you definitely care what I think. Probably too much. More than I'd like Come to. Come on, Falas. You, you surely, you surely got to agree with me. You, you revived me after all. You must have known that I was an integral necessity to us. Under better judgment, I did revive you. <laughs> <laughs> if we're considering a group name, heroes or adventurers from old storybooks, always described as gallivants, which is, you know, people that go around and, uh, you know, look for fun, uh, pleasure and adventure. So how about we just call ourselves the gallivants? Yeah. You know what? I like it. I read it. I like it. Get behind it. Never doubted you, Falas. Falas, I I would like you to have an inspiration die. 
Oh, oh shit! How does how does Fred feel about our name? Dude, Fred's not. Uh, he's not been listening. He's been just dumping drugs into the fire. <laughs> what about Clarky? Clarky's been sitting there, just like looking at Ugo and then looking back at all of you, and just goes, "Buck, buck." He just like bucks in like agreement. All right. Well, I mean, I would like to also kind of investigate the house to see if there's anything more I can see. I don't really know what I'm looking for. Have a look around the house. Roll uh, 23, 18 plus 5. So you have a bit of a look around. You can't really see any. I want to look for weapons. You can see a couple like small knives. There's some scrap pieces of metal. Nothing really in the house. Outside by the blacksmith, there was some like broken weapons and whatnot. But it looks like when you guys came in, most of uh, like that these guys had was taken to fight. Fair enough. Fair, fair. Do you think we should try and block off that cave somehow? Like, you know, maybe try and collapse it even? Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Are you just done with the house? There, there, isn't, there isn't upstairs and a downstairs. Shall we have one one group of people go downstairs and one group go upstairs? So who's going up? Who's going down? I'm going down. Up. I guess we're all going up. So Boral and Ugo, you're going up. So I'll, I'll deal with you guys first. You guys walk upstairs. It's it's like very dusty. There's a lot of cobwebs and like nothing really of significance. You can see like what would be a large king size bed, like a massive bed, probably enough to take on such a large individual as Og. I say king size, it's probably about three times the size of a king size bed, being able to take on like a 10 foot, 12 foot size creature like Og was. Or a five foot 10 human. (laughs) (laughs) It's so much room for activities. You guys have a bit of a look around if you want to do an investigation check. Uh, Most of the things that are in the room are like there's a couple dresses. It's pretty desolate, like it's pretty broken up. There's a 17 for you. Watch me roll a one again. Come on, you got this. I believe in you. Not 20. 11. Yeah, so 12 minus 1, 11, and a 17. So, yeah, you guys have a look around. There's nothing of major significance that you can really pick up. In one of the drawers, um, Boral, you open, you can see, like, a um, a silver necklace. It's very shiny uh, and whatnot. There, there's, like, an opal in the dead center. It doesn't look very expensive, but it probably fetches a couple of gold, um, you're thinking. Yeah, I've already put it on and tucked underneath my shirt. Thanks. Did you see him do this, or were you not looking at him whilst he was doing this? I was watching him. Shh. Um, yep, so you guys do that, and yep, having a look around, you can't really see anything else in the room that's of significance, so you guys probably head back out. All right, downstairs crew. Uh, as you guys head downstairs itself, uh, it comes to, like, a locked door. There's just a door with a padlock. I kick it down. All right, make me a strength check. Ah, uh, 14. You, Navath, you walk up and you just kick the door. The door, like, swings open completely. The lock on it wasn't really locked. <laughs> As that happens, because of the, how hard you kicked it and you've taken a step forward, uh, this door looks like it revolves both ways, so you can, like, pull it towards you and also push it open. Oh, no. <laughs> Make me a dexterity saving throw. Fuck's sake, it's going to swing back and hit It's going to be a five. Oh, it's a seven, oh, three plus close. So a three plus, yep. So as that happens, you kick the door, swings real hard, and you're like, yeah, you feel good about yourself. You just see the door just come swing straight back and like cracks you square in the nose. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you guys walk in. It's it's what looks like a storage room. There are boxes and barrels pretty much everywhere. It's cobwebs galore. It looks like the rats have been, haven't really used this space down here. There's a lot of like- um, Sounds like a good spot to maybe check everything. Yeah, yeah. If you we to might do find something cool. You can see a couple open barrels with like rotted seeds uh, just from naturally looking. But if you want to have an uh, investigation, by all means. I'm looking 
I'm looking really well. 19 plus 5 is a 24. Yeah, and Falas also rolled a nat 20 plus 4. 24. 224s, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, let's go, Falas. God damn. I say, Falas, you search the left, I'll search the right to cut down time. You both activate your sharing guns. <laughs> uh, our latent uh, elf abilities. Yeah, elf abilities to see. What do your elf eyes see? <laughs> <laughs> I see we're fucked. <laughs> yeah, you have a look around. You kind of just see like, yeah, this was clearly the storage area for what the farm was keeping. A lot of it's just like, you know, a mixture of seeds, nothing really of value outside of that. A lot of it has rotted. There's one barrel of like a strange brown liquid. Um, it has like an alcoholic smell to it. Can we take the bourbon? It could be bourbon. It could be something else. You don't know. It could be poison. Rum and cola. Take it. It does have a tap at the end of it, though. Wait, is it a keg? It, it, is, a, it is a barrel with a, a a tap exposed at the end of that. Well, can we take it upstairs and get fucking hammered before we go back? Woo! Are you going to try it? It looks fixated in the rack that it's on. All right, I'll tell the boys to come down once we're done. <laughs> you, you don't you don't see any, like, cups or tankards around in the area that you're there. Any, like, uh, chains or anything like that where, like, possible uh, Toby's missiles were locked up? You, you have you have a bit of a look around and, and whatnot. You do find a couple, like, shackles. Uh, it looks like maybe this, this is where, um, you know, Toby had his wife was being held in. So there's nothing of value downstairs nothing other than Just a- potentially really good scotch rum. Whiskey. All right, I go upstairs to find a glass. Well, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna perceive for a house. Uh, well, you don't a- know that there's alcohol downstairs. So you <laughs> come back up I'm gonna perceive for a cup. Then is there a cup in this room? God, if I know, I rolled you a two. Rolled a you wouldn't know anyway. So yeah. I will investigate the room for a cup. Okay, so you came upstairs. Yep. So four plus five is nine. Yeah, you have a look around. It looks like a lot of like the the cups and cutlery and stuff like that must have been smashed, destroyed, or something like that long ago. Um, looks like the rats have just been eating with their hands, drinking like out of broken, smashed up whatever the fuck they can grab. So yeah, no, it doesn't look like anything that would hold liquid well. Right. I'm going to look again. <laughs> okay. The uh, AC for it's going to be higher, but you rolled a net 20. <laughs> Can I find a fucking cup? You look through some rubble. You managed to find like a partially broken cup with a crack in it. Get me downstairs, boys. <laughs> Wait, has has Navarth told you that there's things down there? You just... You just look Navarth. The reason I Navarth, fucking God. He's speaking in third person, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Navarth goes to Baral <laughs> and says, Navarth. I, I see that Baral finds a cup and I go, Baral, that's amazing. The reason I was searching for a cup is because there's a barrel of some kind of alcoholic beverage and downstairs. By then I've already started walking downstairs. He's already walking downstairs. I just yell back up the stairs, oh, which one? <laughs> so I then, I go downstairs and, and assist him in showing him which which uh, which keg Not holds the alcohol. That out, I am tapping it. You, you walk up, you grab a hold of the handle. It's, it's a bit, it's a bit rusted and a bit hard. Make, make me a, make me a strength check just to see if you can. Make a strength check. Yikes. <laughs> Three plus one. I assist, I assist, I assist, Help I assist. Help me out, Anavath. Roll again, Burrell. The man needs a drink. I, I got 20. Okay, never mind. Navarth just walks up and does it for you. Thank you. <laughs> so you, you start pouring the liquid out and it comes out a bit thick at first and then you see a liquid just come out flowing. And there's no froth from it. Before the liquid comes, I'm just going to like the, 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 the solid bit. Get so rid of the shit. Liquid. Yeah, I'm just going to toss it real quick. 
toss the shit. So I've just got the liquid. Yep. Thank you, you got all the liquid in it. All right. I'm, I'm not a fan of chunking my drinks. Thanks. The, the cup itself isn't like completely solid. There. The crack that's in it kind of like lets it drip every so often. Give her a taste, mate. Ergo, can you like bless me? Thanks. I don't know what this is. I don't want to die. I'm sprinkling holy water yeah. on it. <laughs> <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> can you give me a divine blessing real quick? Okay. You want a divine smite or a divine oh, blessing? Divine smite's very different. You I think I'm going to be smitten out of the way. <laughs> I'm not actually going to do no, that. No, he can't really give anything to you to do anything better. He can't, like, protect no. me? No. No. You got this. I, I'll I'll revive you. Not, not until it actually happens. Yeah, if you take damage, <laughs> he can heal you. Okay, I'm going to take a swig. Okay. All right. Make me a, uh, make me a constitution saving throw, yeah. 16 plus 5, 21. 21. You betcha, plus 5 on Kant's saving throws. You take a sip out of it, and for a moment you're like, hmm, hmm. And then you realize this this doesn't taste like an alcohol you've had before. This just tastes like tree sap. Oh, the best kind. <laughs> Do you like that? Like, I'm saying you it doesn't affect you at all. Like, Hell no, I it took is a alcoholic. sip and I just kind of went, maybe not, eh? Wait. Did you say tree sap? I love nature. Give me some of that shit. I was shit. about to say, I'm going to hand it to Navarth and say, give this a go. I fucking, I, I scull it down like it's uh, my Monday the breakfast. The whole thing? The whole fucking thing. All right, make me a constitution saving throw at a disadvantage. <laughs> disadvantage? <laughs> constitution. Oh, I, you didn't tell me that it was disadvantage. Eight. Yeah, you drink it. And as you drink it, you're just like, hmm, this tastes, you know, it tastes all right. You don't, you don't mind this so much. And then you just kind of feel... A little bit unwell, and within a moment, you just throw up on all over Brow's shoes. <laughs> Can you not? <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. Can I, I not, like, jump out the way? I'm going to do an athletics check. One sec. You were not prepared for I'm that. I'm athletics checking it. Eleven. Nah. Do I jump out the- No. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I'm sorry. It's, it's, not, it's not like the tree sat back home. My bad. I'm just going to walk up and touch Navarth on the shoulder. Why are you touching me? <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to. You feel something on your shoulder and in the middle of your back as well. Come on, my boy. Oh, my God. Two points of health. <laughs> he hasn't taken any damage. <sighs> That's my extra two points of health. I just want to touch him and cure him of this bloody... I, I would say but just with your healing and, and whatnot, you can kind of just help him with his ailments. He doesn't feel as bad. Can you heal my shoes? Ugo, thank you. You don't give him any uh, HP back, but just like uncheck one of your 10 uh, healing points. 15. Mm. Oh, you're 15, sorry. Can you heal my shoes, Ugo? <laughs> there, there is a water tap just next to you. I'm getting that water tap. I've already started cleaning them up. Are you kidding? <laughs> I like our, our, our new... HQ. I think I think Og would be okay with us taking care of this. I place. think we'd still have to talk to the king about it and all yeah. that. And yeah, you have what's to talk happened. to you know like the owner of the place. I don't know the guy from Sledge that you know owns the place. Nah, he's dead. Like the dude that owned this before us is he's dead. How about talking to his best friend first before we go climb? Yeah, we'll go. Him? We'll go talk to his best friend and hopefully he doesn't want four hundred gold. Wouldn't that be a shame if you wanted money for a property? Truck on the king bed. <laughs> the, the massive It's probably rat infested yeah, Fleas and Scaven infested Alright let's roll Alright let's get out of here You guys collect yourselves up and, and you head back outside Fred's cleared out all the drugs He just goes Well All the drugs are gone 
So, um, whilst you guys were doing your thing, I put a bunch of stones in front of that cave. Hey, cool. my man. You guys like look around to the cave and it's it's blocked. It's it's really, really blocked off. What a ledge. Never doubted you for a second, Fwed. That's a lie. I completely fucking didn't trust him. <laughs> am I am I able to go and investigate the statue again, but like more specifically talking to Soulstring? I want to talk to Soulstring and ask them if they know anything about this statue. As you walk up and and try to speak to Soulstring, you you like have a have a look at it and then spend a moment kind of trying trying to talk to it and Soulstring kind of just repeats what you heard before. Alvera. <sighs> okay. That's all you really get from it. All right, you guys settle up and go back to where the horses are. Um, Fred just says to you, well, I'm going to head home. I guess we will be seeing you around? Yeah, boy. We'll, we'll drop in. I'm sure we'll be around the place. Should we introduce them to Sledge and, like, you know, let them know that they're friendly and if they want to make contact, how they can in some way? Probably not a bad idea if Wed wants to come along with us further on this journey. I was just saying, you know, we could. he can go home and then we can let them know about him. Wed is their pseudo-leader, so if, if he's willing to come with us, then he could uh, let them know of their existence. I don't know if that's a super good idea to bring him into the middle of the town. <laughs> that's why he comes with us. But they can also make contact themselves if they're willing. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just leave it. We'll just go Because, like, they could also just, like, leave them completely alone as well at the same time if they choose to. We'll just take a selfie with them and then we'll show them the selfie and they'll be like, hey, Liz. Paris, let me take a selfie. <laughs> are you just going to say any more to, to Fwed then? Or are you just going to let him go in his way? We say, Fwed, we're going to put in a good word for you with the- with Should we get the... him to write a letter? Does he know how to read and write? Yes, you would You would ascertain that he does considering he gave, uh, like, a piece of paper over to the innkeeper before when he said, if you need my- yeah, our services and stuff. Does he have another one of those- uh... Like business card style things? Yeah. Uh, ask him if you want. Fwed. Yes. Got any more of those fancy business cards, mate? I don't know what that is, but I like business. So, Clarky just steps through, like puts his hands up and then just go, like looks at you, uh, Ugor, and just goes, like gestures towards himself like, I got this. <laughs> don't worry. He walks over to Fwed and then just uh, pulls out like- a small piece of paper, a stool, and then slaps it down and then brings out like a very nice looking ink pen, sets it down onto the stool as well, and then just gestures for Fred to, to write on it. And Fred's just like, oh, Andy here. <laughs> yeah, he's got two of them. That he does. Definitely has two of those fucking things. Fred just picks up the um the quill itself and like dips it in the ink and then just starts writing in very like very nice cursive as well like it's very very good handwriting then just writes down like Fred commander of uh, Bullywog Free Party contactable via pigeon send to these coordinates and then g- gives the rest of it back to uh to Clarky. He flicks the card towards Navarre's face. I catch the card perfectly without f- fumbling I at mean, all. I mean, if you want to say perfectly, I'm, I'm tempted to make you roll for it. But... <laughs> perfectly. What am I using? What am I that, That's rolling? a dex thing. Ah, uh, that's a 21, 19 plus 2. I, I catch it fucking perfectly. Right he on, he flicks Chan. it at me and I catch it like that with my two fingers go, cheers, mate, I'll pass this on to Chief Killsman for you. All right, let's move. 
Let's go. Let's go. Oh, you guys like right, I go and animal handle to get onto my horse. Come on, Ace of Spades, don't kick me off. Yeah, I already rolled a 19. I've been sitting on it the entire time. I rolled a nine. You know you don't have to do this, right? Every time you get on the horse, it's just Navarth wants to. <laughs> I am going to continue to do this until you tell me Ace of Spades and me are fucking best okay. friends. If you keep treating it the way you do, then maybe eventually you will. A nine, you kind of like try to get on again, like, but you, you're stumbling. Again, every time you don't get on this horse properly, like he just it just laughs at you. <laughs> yeah, well, laugh it up, but it's uh, a fucking night of no dinner for you, Mike. He just looks at you very, very stern and then like lifts up his hoof, points it at his face and then points it at your face. I, I simply say to Ace of Spades, the last animal that fucking did that to me, I shot and killed it, and it became a whole fucking ordeal. You watched it. Hey, watched that happen. <laughs> Ace of Spades then looks at Clarky. Clarky then looks at him and uh, grins very sneakily towards Ace of Spades, which Ace of Spades responds with a grin. <sighs> Fuck me. We're going to have to fight all these animals later on in the future. I can feel it. All right, let's ride. All right, let's yeah. get it. Let's get out of here. Let's go to Sledge. Let's ride, everyone. Come on. Here we are at the Minos Cup. We have morale coming to and third. We got another second. We got coming in first. We got fifth on fifth. Actually, genuinely, do you guys want to race back to Sledge? Yes. Yes. Everyone's horse has stats to do with speed in particular, and also weight is a uh, a factor in things. Ugor, your your horse has a minus one to its speed because you are heavy. Of course. It does. Burrell, your horse is a thoroughbred race horse, blood related, so yours gets a plus two. And I'm the lightest. And you are the lightest. And one of the lightest, definitely sure. For Lass, your horse is a neutral horse, so it gets no beneficial bonus. Navar. Uh, you're going to need to make me an animal handling check to see if you're able to maintain control over your horse in the racing stats. If you <laughs> are successful on this, this your coming. horse will have a plus one. If you are unsuccessful, your horse will have a minus two. Right. Okay. Come on, animal handling. Oh. <laughs> That's a fail. Yes. That's a two plus one. That's a three. That's a fail. So your horse has a minus two to its speed. Fuck my life. How it, this works is I want everyone to make a athletics check but it instead of you actually using your stats we were going to make the from the stats of what the horse has so you would roll a d20 normally and then plus or minus what i've just told you everybody roll at the same time like we're racing yeah so everyone roll a normal yeah, d20 right. three two one on your marks go i should also prefix as well there are going to be three rolls there it's the start the halfway point and the end ugor got a uh, 19 minus 1, so 18. So his horse has taken off quite well. Around you had a 3 plus 2, which is a 5. So it's not taken off as quick. Navarth got a 10 minus 2, so he got an 8. Uh, so he's bringing up second. And Falas got a 3 with no pluses to it. So you're bringing up the rear. Clarky is involved in this as well. Clarky's horse is a small horse, considering his size would be basically a neutral horse. Uh, Clarky rolled an 11. So Clarky is in second place as it stands. It, it, it goes as follows. Ugor, Clarky, Navarth, Boral, Falas. So pretty much what you're telling me is nothing matters until the fucking end anyway. Well, your positioning is affected as it goes. So first place gets no bonus. Second place gets a plus one. Third place gets a plus two. And fourth place gets a plus four. Uh, and fifth place gets a plus four as well. So 
Roll me a d20 again. So you guys in the middle of a race and off. We got Ugo in front, followed by Clucky, and then followed by Navarth, then followed by Burrell, then really up the rear is also for last. Here we go, and they're off, and they're coming around the bend, and they're talking quite quick, and it's coming in, and where they hit another middle of the pack, and it's suddenly getting in a little bit quicker, and oh my god, look at this, and it goes, Ugo, it rolled in 19. He's in first, so he gets no bonafide to it, so he's still maintaining his speed in first place. Navarth in third place is getting a bonus of two. He's currently rolled a 15, which puts him up to a 17, which puts him into second place because Clarky rolled a 15. He's now in third place. Burrell has rolled a 10 who is in fourth place going to roll a plus four to that which brings him to a 14 maintaining his position and Falas ring up the rear is also getting a plus four to his six which puts him at 10. It's currently still going ahead. Ugo still in the lead followed by Navarth followed by Clarky then followed by Burrell followed by Falas again and they're continuing off. Once again ladies and gentlemen I'd like you to roll once more and positioning things would stay again. Oh my god they keep getting closer now getting close to a sledge as it goes. Oh my god it's quite going off. It's quite going faster and <laughs> oh my god oh my god look at what's happening three rolls of 19 from Ugle. Ugle's maintaining first place oh my god he's still in first it's still an amazing thing but Borel has way plus four to his 16 has now managed to actually take it up he's now pushed into first place just in front of Ugle. oh my god it's coming neck and neck between the two of them followed up just behind them is Navarth and Clarky is now pushed down there back into fourth place actually and uh, Flas is still bringing up the rear of the race of it all Ugle and is neck and neck with Burrell. Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, we're about to come to the finish. I need you guys to roll once more. This is going to be a flat roll, no bonuses towards it. Please, Aram, get your roll. On. What are you going to do? It. Oh my god, it's, ladies and gentlemen, it's getting so fast. It's going no. over and in front of the area. Oh my god, it's getting to the test. Oh my god, Ugle. This is it. Oh my god, ladies and gentlemen, what an epic race we've just had here. Ugle has rolled himself a 14. He's made himself in, pushed himself into first place. He's taken it. Ladies and gentlemen, he's taken the day. Burrell has done very, very well to push himself into second place. Falas has pushed himself slightly forward ahead. He's now Woo! with his six, has pushed himself into third place. Navarth has been pushed to fourth and Clarky is bringing up the rear and fifth. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for coming to our raceway. Let's fucking go. Let's That's go. Oh, I'm so sad. I went from a nat 20 to a two. Three 19s in a row. The fact that you got three 19s in a row was insane. I mean, let's be honest. Fucking Ugo earns it. Three nineteens with the heaviest horse as well. God damn right, excellent, boys! <laughs> excellent racing from that man. He clearly. Knows okay, GG boys. We should uh, we should definitely race to places we know more often. Um. All right. So you guys arrive into Sledge uh, rather ragged. Your horses are all quite tired. You come to like the local stables. Um. And you just see a uh, a young woman uh, looking, and then she sees the five of you just, and she kind of goes, "Oh lordy." Well, hi there. Hey, how you going? Howdy. Well, welcome back. Thanks for the warm welcome. Can you take care of the horses? We got some business to do. They look rather pushed. Did did you guys ride them real hard coming back? No, absolutely not. Uh, no. As, as you all are saying that, Clark is like nodding his head going, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I ain't denying this. Look, Clarky, just because you came fucking last doesn't mean you have to fucking out us, okay? It was a harmless race. <laughs> he just slips you off and, like, writes down on a piece of paper, boy, you're lucky I didn't fucking cheat. <laughs> Next time, bitch. The horses are fine. Well, um, I'll be happy to take care of your horses. Not a problem at all. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say to you. You kind of left me in a bit of a disarray. Yeah, look, listen, it was, it was, it was a time. Uh, as you can see, the chicken is still alive, and so are all the horses. He's larger as well. Yeah, look, we, we don't really pay attention to that detail. He, well, we got to getting... fatten him up before we eat him, so I'm, uh, <laughs> he's eating like, well. Like he just puts his arms <laughs> to the side and looks at you, bro, like, 
<laughs> like what, mate? <laughs> I just take a joke, bro. Chill, chill, Clarky. He then looks at Sadie, Clarky, as if Ugo would ever let us eat you. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? No, <laughs> I'll take a steak over chicken. Clarky then like leans back on the horse and then just like looks at Sadie, lifts his head, just winks at her. She's like, "Oh, um." Oh, Clarky's a player. Clarky just gets himself involved everywhere. She like blushes for a second. Um, so. Mm, I'll take care of your horses. Um, just leave them there. Okay. Do you need any payment? No. The, the, the king has informed me that if you were to arrive back, that uh, I would uh, take care of the horses uh, free of charge. Oh, that's awfully kind. Well, if you change your mind, I will be happy to give you a coin or two. I'm going to animal handle to get off my horse. Here we go. 21. You get off cleanly and land on your two feet and you're just like... Like a good boy. Good boy, Ace of Spades. <laughs> good boy. Brow, you rolled a five. As, as you get off the horse, your foot gets stuck. You kind of stumble off. <laughs> land uh, like back first. Your foot's still attached to the saddle. It's very like stoic. So it doesn't really have much emotion to it. All right, boy, you go with Sadie. We'll be back in like half a... Feel free to fuck the other horses while I'm gone. It is prop up as you say that. All right, and you guys collect yourself off and you, you wander back through uh, into town. It's it's now middle of the afternoon, late afternoon. You guys raced back, so you like pushed it. So what would have been like a normally like semi-half day trip, you kind of did that in like about half the time because you... We booked it. You booked it. And that's going to end it for today's episode. What an interesting episode. Bonus HP. Fred being really over the top. Toby, that whole situation. Oh, boy. And and the race. That definitely didn't hurt the DM's throat. Ugh. And now the boys are called the Gallivants. An epic name for a not-so-epic group. In any case, they're now back at Sledge. Let's see what happens in the next episode of Dingoes and Dimwits. <laughs>